Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Rewind Podcast. Today's a uh, somewhat special episode. I am going solo, and uh, so this is Mike. <laughs> Dylan is on vacation in Colorado. I wanted to get out to you guys and do kind of a primer on the Sandman book series as it may relate or pertain to the coming uh, Netflix show that's actually out now. I watched the first episode, and oh man, I can't wait to talk to Dylan about it. It is gorgeous. Um, I plan on binging the rest and taking notes as I go, but it looks whew, fantastic. Man, oh man. So excited for that. Uh, really quickly before I start getting into kind of the characters, the world, the publication history of the Sandman series by Neil Gaiman, I just want to get through our socials real fast. So you guys can reach us if you have any questions, concerns, comments, anything like that. At fantasy, uh, at fantasy Rewind Pod on Instagram, at Fantasy Rewind on Twitter, and Fantasy Rewind Pod at gmail.com to send us all of those emails. Now, let's just go ahead and jump right in. So, Sandman, here's a big overview. Obviously, it is by Neil Gaiman. I've mentioned that multiple times. He's a very accomplished writer. Uh, you may know him from American Gods. Uh, Coraline, a ton of other books. But he's done a lot of writing, and he's done comics, too. And Sandman was a comic, initially. It was actually um, through, like, DC Vertigo. And it was actually published from January, the original. I'm going to talk about the original. I'm not going to go into spinoffs or anything like that, but I may mention them at the end. Um, The original series ran for 75 issues from January 1989 to March 1996. It's, so it ran for a very long time. Uh, now, it was illustrated by Sam Keith, Mike uh, Dringenberg, Jill Thompson, Sean Mamamis, Mark Hempett, Brian Talbot, and Michael Zuli. And the lettering was done by Todd Klein and covers by Dave McKean. Now, Sandman's really interesting because... It came out of a pitch by Neil Gaiman to revive DC's 1974-1976 series, The Sandman, by Joe Simon and Michael uh, Fleischt. And it didn't pan out. Uh, <laughs> they were like, no, we don't want you to revive this older series. At the time, they were using the character somewhere else. And I don't think the uh, reception was overly great because they came back and they agreed to let Gaiman do The Sandman the only catch was the character could have the same name, but they wanted everything else to be different. And so Gaiman, who's re- Neil, who's really good with like uh, kind of using folk tales and mythology, kind of drew on some of that and created this world where you have um, the Endless, and Dream is one of the Endless. So Dream, a.k.a. Morpheus... Um, as I said, is one of the endless, and this is these huge concepts uh, like dream, destiny, death, desire, despair, delirium, who is formerly delight, and destruction. All of them are these huge concepts are, you know, things in our world that have been given these human-like qualities. And this series sort of starts out very narrow focus, and as it went, it got a lot more complex. And that was reflected in the planning time. Uh, (laughs) 
it was very much like the scripts at first were only take a few weeks to write. And later on, I guess it took six weeks to months to finish. And you can definitely tell as you're reading through the trade pa- trade pa- paperbacks now, excuse me, trade paperbacks, um, that it does get a lot more complex. And The Sandman is such an interesting series because it was through DC's other labels. It did take some characters from the DC universe. And I do plan on doing maybe some little character um, deep dives on some of them because I think they're really interesting. And I'm excited to see kind of the parallels between the show and the comics. A few more notes here. Um, One thing to note with the Sandman, the covers, which again were done by Dave McKean, were very unconventional at the time because the main character didn't appear on each. And you can see that, like any of the covers on the trades, it's really cool. And honestly, it gives the vibe of horror on some of the covers, like a very horror sort of genre vibe. And that's actually reflected in the comics quite a bit. There are a lot of times where things get spooky. Uh, Now, it's not too bad because, as you know, I'm not a big fan of spooky things necessarily, but they do a really good job of like kind of towing that line of incorporating some of that into it. Because, I mean, with Dream, who is the lord of or the ruler of the Dream Realm, so it has, you know, dreams, and it also has nightmares. So there is going to be that horror element. Uh, so let me really quickly pivot here and just talk about the kind of the books in the Sandman tra- paperback series. I'm just going to kind of give the titles and their publication date and what issues it collects. I don't want to get too much into what's involved in it. Uh, I will say that I think season one of the Sandman series is going to follow the first two trade paperbacks. So the first one is Preludes and Nocturnes. That's collecting issues Sandman 1 through 8, and that was 1988-1989. This is where Dream was imprisoned. Um, and right in the first episode, you get a lot of a lot of this uh, eps- a lot of this book in there. And there's going to be more to um, just looking through some of the titles and such. Uh, the second trade paperback is The Doll's House, which is, in fact, the name of an episode, episode seven, in the Sandman series on Netflix. Trade paperback, and that was from 1989 to 1990, collected issues. Dream Country, which is trade paperback three, collected Sandman 17 to 20, and that was all in 1990. Season of Mists, which was 20, issues 21 through 28, 1990 to 1991. A Game of You, which collected the Sandman 32 to 37, 1991, 1992. Fables and Reflections, which collected Sandman 29 to 31 and 38 to 40, and issue, and issue 50 was uh, 1991-1993. And this one was kind of a short story book, which is why they jumped around quite a bit. Brief Lives, which was the Sandman's issues 41 to 49 collected, which is 1992-1993. World's End, which is kind of another sort of short story-ish thing, uh, which was Sandman 51 to 56, and that was 1993. The Kindly Ones, and this one was a really cool one. I just want to talk about that one because it does have the Furies in it. And so, again, you're going to see, like, throughout the series, some calls to other mythologies and mythos, um, and it's really neat. But the Kindly Ones collected issues 57 to 69, and, <laughs> yeah. And then we have um, The Wake, 
which collected same in 70-75, and that was 1995-1996. And that was, that was it for the initial Sandman run. Now, there were other things added on. I mean, they came back and they did a few other collections. They've done spinoffs with Death. Uh, a lot of stuff, and I don't want to get into that because it gets really messy. So I just really want to start off here just with the first one and just talk a little bit more about Morpheus. Now, Morpheus Dream, as you know, and as you've seen the trailers, he gets captured. Um, and that's really important because he controls the Dream Realm, and so there is fallout from that, especially since he's imprisoned for 100 years or so, what happens to people's dreams and nightmares, you know? And so this series has a lot of really interesting things that it can do, and I already saw it doing it in the first episode, where it's taking some of the things that you didn't really get a lot of information on in the first couple books, and it's really expanding on those a little bit more, and I, I really dig that. Now, his Sandman's outfit, it's very <laughs> kind of Matrix-y, like very just all-black trench coat type deal, and that was, I guess, based off originally a Japanese kimono and Gaiman's own attire, and so I thought that was like a neat little fact to include there. In this series, you're definitely going to see, one, the capture of Morpheus with his eventual escape. And his items, his helmet, his jewel, and his bag of sand, which are things he's imbued with parts of himself to kind of empower himself with, get taken from him when he's captured. And then they kind of end up in different locations. And this is really important because it's going to cause Morpheus, once he's freed, to have to go and find those things and go to different places and strike some deals that will have long-lasting ramifications. You'll see him going to hell and talking to Lucifer. You'll see him going across the United States into other locations. And so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that. What are they going to bring in into the series? What are they going to kind of be like, oh, that's a little too out there, because some of it can get far out there. I mean, you have Dream interacting with the fairy, uh, the fae, in certain uh, books in the comic series. So I wonder if they'll bring some of that in as well, especially, too, with the nightmares and the dreams. How are they going to do all that? I'm going to tell you right now, though, again, first episode, the visuals, whew, I think they're like it's setting up to be amazing. Uh, just a couple little notes. Obviously, while he's captured, as I said, the dream realm is kind of impacted, and it it has some ramifications, which we'll talk more in our first episode. The other thing is, is that while he's gone, some of the dreams, some of the nightmares decide to leave, and so it is going to lead him on a quest to one, recapture his items to help empower himself, and to He's kind of doing a Pokemon quest where he's got to catch them all. Got to catch them all. All the dreams and all the nightmares and bring them back and uh, perform his duties. Now, you're going to find that Dream does not talk a whole heck of a lot in the first episode or really in the first book because he's <laughs> he's a very solemn character as it is. Very quiet, reserved, very duty-bound. Like uh, My purpose in the world is to, you know bring dreams and bring nightmares to people and to create these things for people. So 
there's a lot in there with that, and his character sort of takes that. And I'm excited to see how his character transforms through the series. Now, you'll see some difference with the other Endless. I mean, Despair is so happy. And I'm just kidding. Obviously not. The name sort of implies their personalities a little bit. But Death is going to be the really interesting one because she was such a awesome character in the book. Very different than what you think she would be. Um, so I'm really excited to see her portrayal on the screen. We have Desire, who's going to be... <laughs> I, I'm excited to see her play, their character played out, sorry, uh, because they are very much a mischievous and sometimes people would may say evil. I would say probably chaotic, not good, uh, just chaotic, chaos really, desire. Uh, delirium, formerly Delight. Delight was very happy. Delirium, obviously from the name, uh, that's a little trippy. And then uh, Destiny, who is more solemn, if possible, than Dream. So I'm excited to meet all the Endless, and I'm really excited to see all of their um, sort of venture through the screen. But I'm going to leave off there. Um, I want you guys to or you guys to really enjoy the series. Just take it in. And if you have some questions or things that you're wondering, please just write in. I'd love to have more conversations about this. As I said, I have some uh, deep dive for characters planned, like Matthew Cable, who ends up becoming uh, one of the Ravens for Dream. <laughs> and I want to kind of really get into some of those smaller characters and talk about them a little bit more because there's a lot of really interesting nuggets within the series, especially the comics, because you had in the comics characters from DC Comics like John Constantine, Mr. Miracle, the Martian Manhunter, Scarecrow, Etrigan the Demon, all of these the original Sandman who was, you know, in the other series, Batman, Green Lantern, all make appearances in this uh, comic series. And so I don't think, obviously, I don't think a lot of them are going to make it in. But it's going to be really interesting to see what they do bring in, what nods they do make, and what Easter eggs are hidden for us to discover. Anyways, I hope you enjoy the, I hope you enjoy the Sandman series. We will begin starting with episodes probably on the 10th or so. As I said, Dylan's on vacation, but this is just to get you kind of primed and ready and to start thinking about those things. But enjoy, explore, stay nerdy. See you later.